0: Shylock. He sat alone at the back of the class, nervously chewing on his stub nails. The class teacher had just entered, carrying a small bundle which he guessed were their half yearly report cards. He had been dreading this moment since the exams. He had come to dread every result of every exam. It wasn't that he didn't work hard. Or prepare for the tests. It was just that no matter how hard he tried, the letters would jumble together in his mind, creating an unintelligible mix. The maths problems always remained elusive. The chemistry formulae stubbornly thwarted his attempts to remember them, and the laws of physics made no sense. He had come to believe that no matter how hard he tried, he would never be good at any subject. And now it was result declaration day. He could feel his heart beat faster and a nervous sweat form on his forehead. The class teacher kept the bundle on her table and looked around the class. Well, she said smilingly, today you will get the results of your labours. Those of you who have worked hard, I'm sure it will be reflected in your results. He looked down and sank lower in his seat. He wanted to tell her this was not true. He had worked hard. He had stayed up late at night, and read and reread the chapters he would sometimes hear the children play outside on the street while he determinedly sat and studied but somehow no matter how hard he worked his brain just refused to cooperate he could not recall the facts and figures during exams and even when he did putting his thoughts cogently onto the answer sheet was something he could never manage. The teacher started calling out the names. The first was Knuckle, as always. Tall, an athlete, and always first in studies, too. The class teacher patted him on his back and said a few words in praise. Then she called out the name of the student who had placed 2nd, and so the report card distribution continued – 3rd, 4th, the first 10, the first 20. He furiously bit his nails, wishing for the ordeal to end soon. The teacher had finally distributed the report cards of those who had passed in all the subjects. She held around 10 or 12 more reports. She started with those who had failed only one subject. She had kind and encouraging words for each boy. Finally, his name was called. He slowly walked to the front of the class, hanging his head down. He quickly glanced at his report card. Four red marks. physics chemistry, maths and geography. The teacher looked at him kindly. You can talk to your parents about staying back from school and we will help you with some individual attention. Did you study for these exams? She asked gently. There was no censure in her question. He wanted to reply but no words formed. He took the report card and slowly trudged back to his seat. His face red, his head bowed as he imagined the pitying looks from all his classmates. His parents looked expectantly at him as he entered his home he wordlessly handed his report card to his father. His father glanced at it, (laughs) scoffed slightly, and went back to reading his newspaper. His mother picked up the report card and looked intently at it, worry clouding her forehead. Well, you've got a 78 in English, she smiled at him. She had come to accept that her son had some learning disability. Yes, he replied softly. The teacher said my answers were original and my essay was very imaginative. Um, She said I would have scored more if my spellings were better, but I... He trailed off. Go change and come for lunch his mother told him, gently brushing his hair away from his forehead. He trudged to his room and closed the door behind him. He sat on his bed quietly, his head bowed, feeling listless and dejected. As he heard his mother call him again, he quickly ran his hand over his eyes as tears threatened to make their way down his cheeks. He felt no appetite. But fearing his father's temper, he changed and slowly made his way to the dining table. The family ate quietly. He could feel his mother's attentive eyes on him as he moved the food around his plate and chewed slowly. Finally he spoke up. I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat anymore. And he got up from the table. His mother tried to stop him, but he heard his father say rather brusquely, let him go. He could do with losing some weight anyway. He sat on his bed and sobbed softly. He knew he had put in a lot of effort for these exams. He just couldn't figure out what more to do. He always looked forward to the last period of the school each day. This time was devoted to preparing the school team for an inter-school cultural fest. Some of the teachers were involved in preparing dances, others songs, still others tutored the students for elocutions and debates. He was not on any of the teams. It had never occurred to him to volunteer for the selection trials for any of the events. So he would just sit in the classroom where the teachers made the students practice the speeches and the songs. Two of his classmates, Nakul and Vikram, were representing the school for the English elocution and two others for the Hindi elocution. As he sat and listened to them practice, one day he suddenly realized that he could remember all their speeches by heart just by having heard them so often. He especially liked Vikram's piece, which was Shylock's speech from The Merchant of Venice and Aditi's speech from a story by Munshi Premchand. He sat at the back of the class listening with rapt attention as the teacher in charge would correct their expressions and pronunciations repeatedly. He would mumble the words under his breath along with the participants many times changing the expressions or the tone to what he felt suited the speech better. On the way home that day his mind was continually occupied by how he felt Vikram should modulate his voice at a certain part. He felt Vikram's delivery was more like someone relaying what Shylock said rather than Shylock saying it himself. On reaching home, he shut himself in his room and stood in front of the mirror and slowly started to recite Shylock's speech. As he recited it again and again, he could feel himself changing. He was no longer a young boy of 14, but a wizened old man, slightly bent with slit-like eyes with an evil glint in them. He was Shylock. And when he spoke, it was Shylock speaking. It felt amazing. There was the passion and suppressed rage of Shylock in his voice as he repeated the speech again and again. And each time he felt himself transforming into Shylock. He would now practice the speech daily when he got home. He felt happier than ever. Just a week before the competitions were to start, he learnt that Vikram had suffered a fall and would be unable to participate in the cultural fest. The teacher was frantically looking for a replacement. Should he go up to the teacher and tell her that he knew the same speech by heart? As he was trying to pluck up the courage, he saw the teacher call up Adarsh and hand him a piece of paper. He listened intently as Adarsh assured the teacher that he had learnt the speech by heart. His heart sank as he saw Adarsh come forward and deliver Shylock's speech in a loud theatrical voice. Oh, so the teacher had already got a replacement. He slumped lower in his seat and bit his nails. Suddenly he got up and walked up to the teacher. "Uh, Excuse me, ma'am. She looked up inquiringly. Ma'am, I'd like to try out for Vikram's replacement, um, for the speech." Adarsh, Nakul and the teacher all looked up at him in surprise. He had never come up and spoken like that. Much less express a desire to be on the team. He was one of those students who came to school each day and went back unnoticed. Well, I'm not having any trials now. There's no time for that. I have just chosen Adarsh because he was the third best in the interclass competitions. He nodded and plucked his courage one more time to mumble softly. But, but ma'am, if you could please just listen to my speech once. The teacher shook her head. Have you prepared any speech? Yes, ma'am, the same one, Shylock's speech. (laughs) She scoffed. Do you think you can deliver it better than Adash? I can barely hear you now, you're speaking so softly. He wanted to tell her that not only Adarsh, he felt he could say it better than Vikram too, but his courage failed him. He stood there, head low, face red, and then abruptly turned and returned to his seat. As he sat down, he noticed the teacher was still looking at him. Next year, first, compete in the interclass competitions, okay? Then we'll see, she said. He nodded slowly. Okay then friends, see you next time with the concluding part of this story. Till then, take care.